Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, after my uh, freshman year of college, I'm going to date myself here a little bit. That was 1986. I was up in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, and had just finished my first year. And I had an offer from my aunt and uncle who owned a car dealership up in Fairbanks, Alaska, to come up and spend the summer and work with them. And I thought, yeah, this is a great idea because I, I had been working in high school at this little grocery store called Jack's Market for five years. I started there when I was 13, cleaning the meat market. And by the time I was 16, I had the keys to the store and I was managing the place and just kind of running this whole little store. So I had that job for five years. And then I went to school and I wasn't, you know, I could have gone back to the San Luis Valley and worked at Jack's Market maybe for a few bucks an hour, but I had a really nice offer to go to Fairbanks and work for my aunt and uncle at their car dealership. And they sold motorcycles and Honda power equipment. And I, they said I could help out and sell motorcycles. I couldn't sell the cars. I thought, okay. So I, you know, this was May and I was at the end of my school year and just finished up and I was basically broke. You know, I was living off of, uh, you know, top ramen and a few bucks in the bank at this point, but I had no money for a plane ticket. So I thought, well, I got to figure this out. How am I going to get up to Alaska? Because we just, we, that wasn't part of the deal. They weren't going to fly me up. I had to get myself up there. So the only asset that I really had, I mean, I had a beanbag chair. I had a stereo. I had an old uh, fish tank that my grandma gave me that was emptied out. It was, you know, that was worth at least a buck fifty. So I just really didn't have any assets. I had put all my stuff in storage, but I did still have a car. And this was a car that I bought in, oh, I think like 1983 three or 82. It was a 1978 Camaro. I bought it from my neighbor when I was 15. And I remember I paid $2,500 for that car and it had less than 75,000 miles on it when I was in college. And it was still in you know good shape and probably worth, I would guess, you know what I paid for, maybe a little bit more, but I didn't really know for sure. And so I thought, well, I'll just sell that car. So here we are. This is before the internet. You just don't jump on OfferUp or Craigslist and be like, hey, I've got a 78 Camaro, great shape, I want to sell it. It's What do you got to do? You got to get a classified ad. You got to get it in the newspaper. I just didn't have the time for that. So what I decided I was going to do was just go find a car dealer and sell it to him. So I went to three or four different car dealers um, in Fort Collins. And a couple of them were like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to buy it. I think I got one offer for $750. I got an offer for $500. And finally, I went to North College Avenue, and there's this little tiny dealership there. You know, it was just all used cars and just this tiny little building. And I walked in. I said, yeah, I'd like to sell my car. You know, and he's like, okay, you know, let me take a look at it. So he went out there, and he came back, and he offered me, I think it was $1,200 for the car, which was half of what I paid for it. And I was like, ugh, gads, you know, I was really hoping I'd get like 2000 or $2,500 for it. But there was just no way. The guy's like, I'll give you $1,200 cash. That's the best I can do. And that was by far the best offer I had. So I took that offer. I took the $1,200 cash and put my tail between my legs, had my buddy pick me up, and left my car there on the car lot. And that was a lesson that I learned that day. I learned a very important lesson in liquidity. And liquidity is something that a lot of people don't think about. And a a simple way to think of liquidity is the ability to convert an asset to cash. So I have this car, I need to sell it. If I had time to put it on the paper and wait like a couple weeks, or if it was today and you had Craigslist and OfferUp and AutoTrader and all those places, I might've been able to sell it for more money. I just would have had to wait. I would have to spend the time and wait that. So liquidity boils down to how fast can you turn something into cash? And when we think about liquidity, um, we're, we're, we're thinking about just that. It's like, is this money that I have, how fast can I turn it into usable money or cash? And assets are going to vary in liquidity depending on the type of assets they have. And the best liquidity by far, without question, is cash. And I think probably all of us, I know I do, and I know probably a lot of you do, keep some cash on hand. Keep a little bit in our safe deposit box or a little bit you know, stuck in the Bible or wherever it is that we have it hid, you know, under the, in the Pringles can in the bottom drawer, whatever, you know, we have our little cash stash. 
because we know that in a pinch, that cash is good. And you think, well, what about bank accounts? Well, the problem with bank accounts is if the bank's closed, you can't go in there and get your cash. And if the mini bank is out of order, you can't go there and get the money out of it. So it's still liquid, but there can be a delay there. It's less liquid. And then we move to stocks and bonds and retirement accounts. Well, in theory, that money, how liquid is it? Well, you've got to sell your stock. You've got to wait a few days for that to clear a lot of the, you know, like Charles Schwab will say, you've got to wait 72 hours before they make that cash readily available for you or whatever their number is. And so again, there's a little bit of delay in the liquidity on that. And is it a holiday? Is it a banking holiday? Is it a weekend? You're going to have to wait extra days before you can sell that stock. And then we go up to things like CDs and annuity. In theory, yeah, CDs, annuities, uh, they, they can be liquid, but you also have some things to consider like surrender charges. And then we move to things like real estate. Real estate can be problematic, especially if, you know, you know, a, a lot of people own real estate, but if it's commercial real estate, I mean, it can take years to sell a commercial property. I mean, literally years, or if it's a piece of raw land that's not developed. So again, real estate's going to vary in how liquid that is. And then you, you also have your, your collections. I watch, uh, sometimes I watch American Pickers and I'm always fascinated with that show because they'll show up to some barn that is just full of stuff, piled full of stuff. And in the mind, this guy's got all of these assets. Everything is worth something to him. But when it really comes down to it, it's like, what are the odds that somebody's going to want that particular lamp pole post or you're going to be able to find them? And so the liquidity on collections is very limited. Coin collections, gun collections, art collections, you can't easily convert those to cash. And the reason why I'm talking about that today, because this is one of the biggest problems people face when they are trying to come up with additional income to pay for the cost of an extended care situation or what we call long-term care. And this is a key point. The financial consequences of a long-term care situation is an income problem. It's not an asset problem. And what I mean by that, simply put, is income pays for care, not assets. And this is why many people are just absolutely surprised when they end up in long-term care situations because now it's, it's like, well, we have all these assets, but we don't need assets. We need cash. We need that liquidity. We need that money in hand to pay for the caregivers. And I just recently was talking to a client last week who just put her mom into a facility. Her mom fell. She injured herself. She hit her head. It looks like it's going to be an ongoing cognitive issue. It's $8,000 a month right now. And so the problem is we've got an extra $100,000 a year that's going out, but her mom's income is used to pay for property taxes and utilities and the house and things like that. So now all of a sudden she has to come up with an extra $100,000 and it's like, well, she doesn't have an extra $100,000 just in cash laying around. So she has to start converting assets to income and figure out how she's going to be able to do that on an ongoing basis. And so this is something that you just, you know, when people are talking about self-insuring, they say, I have assets, or my financial advisor told me that I have plenty of assets, I think I'm okay. Well, again, how liquid are those assets? And just like when I sold my car to buy a plane ticket, you're faced with many issues when you convert assets to income. Number one is market timing. Look what's going on in the stock market right now. You know, we've got stocks that are down 70%. We've got, you know, Tesla, Facebook, Amazon. We have all these stocks that are down tremendously. We have the S&P 500 down over a year. And so you're looking at market timing. What I had a million dollars of assets, now it's only $700,000. And now I have to sell those assets. Well, guess what? I have zero chance for those assets to come back to where they were because I am liquidating them at a lower value than what I intended to do. And that's going to be based simply on market timing. Another thing that we have to really consider when we're converting assets to income are the tax consequences. So again, I talk about this in my webinar. And if you haven't been to one, you know, we're going to, I'll, I'll tell you about the classes coming up, but when we're converting those assets to income, if, if, if it's capital gains, so I bought Microsoft stock 20 years ago and now I'm going to sell it, well, I've got to sell a dollar twenty-five of that stock to net out a dollar because, remember, I've got to pay the capital gains tax. And then IRAs, well, you're going to pay income tax on those. And if I'm selling real estate, again, capital gains. So we have to consider the taxes. 
And another thing that you have to consider is when you're pushing up your adjusted gross income, you're also going to push up other costs and other taxes are going to pop up, like your Medicare, your cost of Medicare. There's five different levels based on your income that they charge you for your Medicare. And so if all of a sudden you go from making $50,000 a year to $150,000 a year because you're pulling out assets out of your retirement account, guess what? Your adjusted gross income just got pushed up. So taxes can sneak in in a lot of different ways. And this is something that, uh, you know, Ed Slot talks about that in his book, you know, the, the Retirement Savings Time Bomb. He talks about how important it is to be able to manage and mitigate the tax consequences. So keep that in mind. And then lastly, on, on the converting assets, it's the liquidity factor overall that you really have to consider. How liquid really are those assets that you're going to use to pay for care? Now, if you have a bucket of cash, you know, in the backyard, well, that's very, <coughs> excuse me, that's very liquid. If you, <coughs> you have money in the uh, savings account at the bank, that's very liquid, but, you know, you might have a day or two delay. But when we start getting into other things like stocks or assets or there was just an article, I think it was BlackRock, don't quote me on this, but it was one of these big investment firms that had a, a private real estate investment trust. And they only allow about 2% of their people to get out of that uh, fund at any given time. And they had like 9% of the people trying to get out and they just wouldn't let them out. And they said, read the fine print. We don't allow you to get back out of that thing. So that's not a liquid investment. So you just have to be very aware of how liquid those assets are if you're going to try to use those to convert them to income so that you can pay for care. So um, I've got to take a quick break here real quick. So um, stick around. When we come back, I'm going to carry on. We're going to talk a little bit more about liquidity and also guarantees. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. Awesome, and welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Um, You know, you can always subscribe and download the podcast at our website at 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. And if you subscribe to the podcast, what's going to happen is you'll get a little notification uh, each time we get a new one uploaded there. And we do put a new one out every single week. 
um, a couple classes. I do have two classes on the calendar for next month for February. That's going to be Saturday the 11th. That's going to be a 8 a.m. kickoff West Coast time, 9 a.m. Mountain time. We have one on Thursday the 16th, and that's going to be a 3 p.m. kickoff time, West Coast time, 4 p.m. Mountain time. So you can get that information on our website at 525longtermcare.com. And again, just sign up for the uh, class. It's a live class. You'll get to see me. You'll get to interact, send questions in. And we go through kind of all the information in about 45 minutes and then answer questions. So set an hour aside, and we usually have everything wrapped up for that is, um, you know, within that time. So we were talking a little bit to start out here just about liquidity, about, you know, how you have to think about how liquid your assets are and really what does it take to convert those assets to cash so that you can write that check and pay for care. And this is a problem a lot of people have when they're trying to self-insure. And again, I will tell you without question, 95% of my clients have the ability to self-insure. They've, they've worked hard. They've saved money. They're not going to run out of assets. But the reason why we're setting up a long-term care insurance plan is because it's a more efficient way to self-insure. And what I mean by that is when we're talking about these asset-based plans, these are the plans that are going to pay you back one way or the other. So what you want to think about is I am taking something out of one pocket, I'm putting a bunch of features and benefits on that, and I'm sticking it right back in the other pocket because I'm going to get that money back either way. That's what these asset-based plans do. And one of the key things they do is they provide that liquidity for us. They provide us a very efficient, in fact, long-term care insurance is the most efficient way to pay for an extended care situation, period. There's no other better way to fund it or pay for it. That's why we have insurance. Just like when your house burns down, you know, the, the putting those insurance premiums into a mutual fund and using that money to pay your house is not going to be more efficient than just having the insurance policy. So it's it's kind of the same thing. But one of the things we have to keep in mind is that we get the efficiency, we get the liquidity, but another thing we get when we have that long-term care insurance is guarantees. And this is something I want to spend a little bit of time here in the second segment, just talking about what we mean by guarantees. So when we go into a long-term care situation, we need additional money. And so when you think about this, this is why I I call it a defined bucket of money. That's what long-term care insurance is. It's a bucket of money that has a purpose that is there to pay for care when we need it. It's liquid, number one. It's tax-free, number two. Because again, remember, we're not converting an asset to income. We have that long-term care plan. It's designed to pay for that care. And that's what makes it useful. But number three, we have guarantees. And this is something that I just think you have to fully understand is what we mean by that is that it's not a maybe. When we set up a long-term care insurance plan, what we're doing is saying, I want $10,000 a month for four years. I want $10,000 a month for the rest of my life. I want $6,000 a month that's growing by 3% every year. So I can look out and say in 24 years, I know I'm going to have $12,000 a month for six years or for a lifetime benefit. That's the guarantee. We're not guessing on the value of that policy. And and people are kind of confused on insurance because we're used to our health insurance. Well, I don't know how much I'm going to get out of it. I don't know what they're going to pay for. I don't know what the co-pays are. That's the world we live in with health insurance. But with long-term care, it's different. What we are buying is a defined benefit. And we don't do that with our other insurance. If you think about it, like life insurance you do, you say, I want a million dollars when I die. But if it's a whole life and it's paying dividends, that's actually growing over time too. With our homeowner's insurance, we're getting a guaranteed replacement value in most cases. That might be $700,000 this year. It might be $800,000 next year. We're not real sure what we're going to get out of that policy. We don't know the extent of the claim. Is a whole house going to burn down or is it just going to be a small kitchen fire? the insurance is going to reimburse up to whatever they have to do to repair that house. But with long-term care insurance, it's a little bit different. We are buying a defined benefit. I'm buying X amount of dollars and I'm buying X amount of dollars a month. So again, we're buying that bucket of money. Number one, we decide how much we want in that bucket. My own personal bucket is unlimited. It's a bottomless bucket. It's all you can eat. I'm not going to run out of long-term care insurance. What I have that's limiting is my monthly benefit, how much I can pull out. So my plan is set up at $8,000 a month. I have an inflation rider on it, so it's going to grow in value a little bit every year. That means the amount I can pull out increases by 3% every year. But when I go on claim, that's a guaranteed amount. 
I'm not guessing. So if I can pull out, my plan grows to $10,000 a month, I can pull $10,000 out a month and use it to pay for long-term care services. And this is what's unique about the guarantees. We're not waiting for the stock market or hoping the stock market does well. We're not, we're not anticipating that it might be this. If this happens, we're buying it simply for the guarantee. That insurance plan covers me today as soon as I take out that policy, and it's going to cover me in 10 years, it's going to cover me in 20 years, and these are the amounts that I have that are guaranteed. And so we, you know, we run into this all the time. And like I tell you, in, in my career, I've run into multiple clients who have just, you know, they've had to undo estate plans. They have blown through assets. Again, we tend to look at it from a financial advisor point of view. If I've got, you know, whatever it is, $2 million, $6 million, $10 million that I have enough money because I have these assets. Well, if you don't have long-term care insurance, guess what? All those assets are at risk because you're going to have to convert those assets into income for as long as you're alive, for as long as you need that care. Now, for some people, that's a couple months. But for other people, there's claims that are out there right now from insurance companies that are 22, 23, 24 years old. People still actively receiving that benefit out of their long-term care insurance, but that's the guarantee that they set up. If I have investments, what am I doing? I'm like, well, if the investments don't go down... I should be okay, right? And that's usually how a financial advisor is going to, you know, have that discussion. They're going to phrase it that way. I think you're, you know, you're probably okay to, to self-insure. Or they'll say something like long-term care isn't, insurance is expensive. They're talking about the old traditional pay-as-you-go plans because you got to shell out six or $8,000 a year in premium, but if you don't use it, nothing is back. So in their mind, that's expensive because in most people's mind, we don't think we're going to use long-term care insurance, even though statistically, guess what? the odds are stacked against us. 70% chance that as an individual, you're going to need some kind of long-term care. As a married couple, 92% chance that someone in that household is going to need care. Now, we don't know if it's for a month or two months or the average stay in a nursing home or the average stay in an assisted living facility. We don't know. Or is it going to be a 15-year or 16-year cognitive or, or neurological issue or claim? So that's why we have insurance. If we knew exactly how life was going to pay out, then we could just say, well, okay, I'm going to use this $100,000 over here because I'm only going to need $82,000 for long-term care. Well, that's, that's easy enough to do, but we don't know that. So the idea with a long-term care insurance policy is, number one, it's the most efficient way to pay for care. It provides you instant liquidity. And number two, it provides you guarantees. It provides you the guarantee that you have a defined amount of money. doesn't matter if the stock market just went down 30%. It doesn't matter if the real estate market just crashes and you have a bunch of rental properties, you're not having to go out there and try to convert something and turn that into assets, which again, it's the asset or turn it into income because again, it's the assets that you convert to income that pay for care. So I would say just be very aware of this. Liquidity and guarantees are two of the key features that we get with asset-based long-term care plans. And the whole idea with an asset-based long-term care plan is that I'm getting those features and benefits. I'm putting it in another pocket. It is still my money. It's That's why we call it an asset. It's still an asset. We hope that all of our clients get lucky and they never have to dip into that bucket of money that they never use it for long-term care insurance. But we know that the odds are stacked against us. So what we're really trying to say is like, yes, you are self-insuring, right? We understand that. You've got $6 million. Congratulations. You know, you've done a good job. That's what you want to do is you, you should have a comfortable retirement. But should you need care, which is probable, what's the most efficient way to pay for that care? What's the best use of your money to pay for that care? And that's where we take and we look at repositioning some of your assets into an asset-based long-term care plan because we get the leverage, we get the tax savings, we get the instant liquidity, and we have the guarantees. We don't have to worry about what the market's doing. We don't have to worry about you know about the political environment, what new rules or regulations are going to come out with, how is that going to affect the stock market. We don't have to worry about any of that. We have a guarantee that is there, and that's why that's why we have insurance. It's a, it's a true guarantee, right? It's not a maybe. It's a guarantee. So looking at the clock here, um, I got to squeeze in a quick break here for the news, but stick around. When I come back, I'm going to introduce you to Andrew, our uh, client of the week, and I'm going to show you how we set up an asset-based plan that's going to not only pay him back, but allow him to pay family members. I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. 
providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Again, if you're new to uh, Long-Term Care Radio, we are live on several radio stations in Colorado and Washington State, but our podcast is growing, and it's an easier way for you to listen to us. You can just sign up and subscribe at 525longtermcare.com. Just there's a podcast tab at the top. I think it used to be radio. It should say podcast up there. Click on that. That'll take you to the page, and you can download it and get it uh, set up through iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast, and then we will notify you when the new episode comes out, which uh, we try to put one out every week that's uh, brand new. And again, the idea is just to talk about some of the things, because long-term care insurance has primarily been aimed at people that are kind of in that middle class that don't want to run out of assets or they don't want to end up broke and end up on Medicaid in a nursing home. But really, the market has shifted. It has really shifted in the last 10 years. Because of the Pension Protection Act, we have new rules, we have new regulations, and what they've allowed us to do is reposition assets in a tax-advantaged way to pay for care and let that benefit comes to us tax-free. It doesn't count as income. And the plans happen to pay you back if you never use them. So that's one of the big things that we're you know excited about is that we have a lot more offerings today. We have a lot more options. And you've heard me talk about in the past, traditional plans went from 120 companies down to 10 companies. Well, those are just the pay-as-you-go plans, right? I'm going to pay a premium every year. There's no other asset. There's no other benefit to the plan. So yes, that part of the market is shrinking. What's replacing that are the asset-based plans, but who they're really geared at, the people that are planning on self-insuring. And so that's the whole point of long-term care radio podcasts is to kind of bring you awareness that there's a better way to self-insure. There's a more efficient way to do it. And guess what? You're going to get your money back either way. And so by repositioning a small part of your assets, you can protect all of them, save taxes, have the liquidity, have the guarantees, have the efficiency. And at the bottom of the hour on the podcast, I always bring you a client of the week. And this week, it's Andrew, who is 66. Andrew's uh, recently retired. He came to us looking for a way to protect his assets for his wife and his daughter. He is on his second marriage. His wife has an existing long-term care insurance policy in place. Um, His wife is also 11 years younger than Andrew, so he's worried about that. They both have children on their, you know, separate, and so they're they're married together. And so, you know, the second marriage um, formula is kind of unique because really what, what they're both saying is Andrew's saying, look, I have a daughter. I would like to be able to leave some of my assets to her. And Andrew's wife is saying the same thing. She has a couple kids. It's like, you know what? She really wants her estate to go to her family. And so it's like kind of his and hers, but they live together. They're married together. And she has an existing long-term care insurance policy. And so he was looking for something that he could put in place that would help insure and protect his assets and protect his wife's assets as well, too. So he doesn't want to blow through his assets. That's his number one concern. He doesn't want to be a burden to his wife financially. And what I mean by this, let me just back up here. If you're in a second marriage, and let's say you each come to the marriage with a million dollars in your retirement accounts. So you, 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 you get married, and you say, well, this is my million, and that's your million. And you say, okay, that's fine. And you can do a prenuptial agreement. You can do whatever you want. That's great. But what happens if you end up in a long-term care situation, and you start blowing through your assets, and now all of a sudden you run out of your assets? Now you need help from Medicaid, and Medicaid says, uh-uh, your wife still has a million dollars over there, or your husband has a million dollars over there. He's going to start paying, or she's going to start paying, because that's community property, so to speak, even though you agreed to keep that those funds separate. So when we're on second marriages or third marriages, and we've got his kids, her kids, our kids, their kids, there's a lot of different dynamics that come into play when someone ends up in a long-term care situation, and where does that financial responsibility f- fall? So this was something Andrew was aware of. He said, look, I just I, I don't want to be a burden financially to my wife. Uh, they both want to be able to leave their assets to their kids. And he wanted an efficient way to pay for care if he needed it. You know, he understood exactly that assets, 
he had a couple rental properties and things like that, and he was worried about that because he's like, I'd rather leave those to my daughter. They generate income than have to be forced to sell those. Uh, what we found out about Andrew during our conversation, he was in good shape physically. He had zero issues. I mean, he was taking a statin, and that was it uh, for cholesterol, and that was it. So he was in really good shape. He had a retirement account. He had some cash savings. He owned two rental properties that he still managed, and they generated income for him. He was collecting his Social Security. Andrew's wife was working full-time as a registered nurse. And so this was something that was kind of, you know, I always like to find this out. What did your spouse do and and, and why? And I'll tell you in a minute. His daughter was also at RN. So I think Andrew was, like, surrounding himself with with qualified help, you know, with the the nurses. Um, Andrew had an existing life insurance policy. And this policy was, it was a whole life policy. So I had a death benefit right now of just over $172,000 but he had a surrender value of $87,000. That's the money you would get if you just call the insurance company and say, I'm not making premium payments anymore. I want to cancel my policy. That's sending you the check for the 87. That's what we call surrender value, or often it's called cash value. It's often the same number. Um, what he wanted from a plan, okay, number one, he just he didn't want ongoing payments. He said, look, I'm in a position, I have assets, I have savings, I've heard about these asset-based long-term care plans you're talking about. I just want to be able to come in and put some money into a plan, reposition it, and be done. I do not want ongoing payments. I don't want them for five years, 10 years. Just I want to you know, just put money in and go from there. So that's number one thing that was on his checklist. He wanted a plan that would pay his estate back. If I don't use it, which he's hoping he does it, and I hope none of my clients use it, well, guess what? The money's not wasted. It's going to go back to the estate. He can leave it back to his daughter, to his grandkids in the future, whatever he wants to do. He liked the idea of being able to pay a family member if he could. And his thought process is, look, my wife is a nurse. My daughter's a nurse. If I end up at home and I need somebody to help care for me, these guys have the skill set to do it. I want to be able to pay them if I can. So I said, okay, well, check that box. I'll, you know, note to self. And he also wanted a plan that would allow him to just, you know, age where he wanted to and preferably in his own home. And so he said, you know, that's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about going to a nursing home. I'm worried about aging in place. And I say this because if you've listened to me, you know, that's not even a a factor. All the long-term care insurance policies now today that we, we have out there that we sell are what we call comprehensive. So they're going to pay for care in your home, assisted living, adult family home, continuing care retirement centers, uh, uh, special memory clinics. So again, it doesn't matter. It's not a location. It's an event. But people still ask that because there used to be what we call facility-only policies, and you might know somebody that has one. A lot of my clients have parents that had a facility-only policy, which was defined as a nursing home. And so they didn't really get much use out of it because nobody wants to go to a nursing home. People get stuck in nursing homes. They get put there. So that was a big thing for him. He just said, hey, I want to be able to age in place. I'm like, not a problem. So here's what we did for him. And again, let's talk about second marriages for just a second. This is always key. And so when I tell people that we're going to gather some information from you, I do not spit out quotes. That's not what we do. Well, you know, here, Here's a quote for 5000 Here's a quote for 6000 what we're trying to do is figure out your situation and, and, and design a plan that is appropriate for your particular unique situation. And when we start talking about second marriages, one of the always things I want to know is, do you guys have kids separately? Have you guys got an idea of the estate? And a lot of people say, yes, this is what I brought to the marriage. This is what I'd like to leave to my kids. This is what he, that they consider that. And then maybe they have a joint account together. I have a, several clients that each still own a home separately, but then they bought a home together when they got married. So whatever it is, we're going we're gonna to find out a little bit about that to figure out what we're really trying to protect. And for, for Andrew, what we were really trying to say is, you know, he wants to protect not only his estate, he wants to protect his wife's estate so she can leave her estate to her kids. That was very important to him. And again, Medicaid doesn't care. When you're married, the community spouse, guess what? It, 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 and we see this all the time. You know, we'll see somebody with the wife has a million dollars in her IRA. The husband has a gun collection, right? Those are his assets. And then he has the stroke. And guess what? Her IRA is on the hook. They don't care that they just got married and that she had been working on that IRA for the last 50 years. Medicaid doesn't care about that. That's an asset that's going to have to be spent down or you're going to have to do a divorce. And that's why you hear a lot of times what they call Medicaid divorce. People are getting divorced to protect their assets because they know Medicaid is going to make them spend them down. 
So you can easily become a burden financially on your spouse, even you know, in a second marriage from a long-term care event. And so that's what they were really trying to figure out. So here's what we did when we uh, set up a plan for him. Andrew was in a position to reposition position some of his cash, and he said that's what he wanted to do. Just I'd, I'd like to just go in and make one payment and just be done with it. And I said, okay, we can certainly do that for you. But here's what caught my eye. Rather than just going in and pulling out cash out of his savings or, or his retirement account or something else, I said, tell me about this life insurance policy. Well, he had had this whole life policy for years. He was still making payments on it, had $172,000 death benefit, and it had $87,000 of cash value. That was a surrender value. I said, what if we reposition that into a policy? We still have life insurance, but now we have long-term care insurance. Would that be of interest to you? Andrew said, yes, that would be great. And so I said, okay, let's look at that. So what we're talking about here is a 1035 exchange. When you have cash value in an annuity, a deferred annuity, or in a life insurance policy, we can take that surrender value and we can move that over through what we call a 1035 exchange. The advantages of this is that for for Andrew, his cost basis was less than $87,000. It was closer to about $60,000. So for him, if he just went and canceled his policy and said, give me my $87,000, he would have a taxable gain of $27,000. He would have to claim that and pay income tax on it. But through a 1035 exchange, the IRS says, no, we're going to move that over. It's like rolling a retirement account from Fidelity to Schwab. There's no taxable event to it as long as we leave it in a retirement account. So these asset-based plans, the linked benefits, they have a life insurance component. So we're taking an existing life insurance component. We're taking the value in that policy. We are simply transferring it to another carrier. We're transferring that cash value. So that's what we did. So we took the $87,000 out of that policy. He deposited a total of one sixty-six, which is $166,470 was the exact number that he put into his long-term care plan. $87,000 of that came from his life insurance policy that he had. The other $80,000 came from his savings. So he made one deposit into this account. What did he get for it? Well, this is what Andrew gets for long-term care. Day one, he has a bucket of $576,000. So that's his bucket of money. That's how much long-term care insurance he has. So he took $166,000. He turned it into $576,000 overnight for long-term care. He can pull out $8,000 a month out of that policy. So $96,000 a year tax-free. That means that policy is going to last him a minimum of six years. So if he's pulling out the full amount, that 8000 every single month, he's got six years of long-term care insurance coverage. Now, here's the best part about this. Remember, he had life insurance. He had a $172,000 death benefit. Well, this new plan has a $192,000 death benefit. So granted, he put some of his cash into it, but he's also got a higher death benefit now. So he still has a death benefit. So if he goes out and gets hit by the bus tomorrow and he's gone... $192,000 is paid out to his beneficiary tax-free, okay? If he goes into long-term care, guess what? All $576,000 comes out tax-free too. That's that long-term care insurance benefit. So again, the tax efficiency, tax-free death benefit, tax-free long-term care benefit. If he goes on claim, this is what's very unique about this policy. If he goes on claim, and I don't care when it is, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, and he uses all of his long-term care insurance, he uses every single dollar, all $576 out of his bucket. When he passes away, his estate is still going to get, or his beneficiary, who, who he leaves his money to is what I mean by estate, his beneficiary, is going to get a check for $38,000, $38,400 to be exact. That's guaranteed to be paid back to the estate. Even if he uses all his long-term care insurance, we call this a guaranteed minimum death benefit. And there's several carriers that do this. I kind of call it the funeral fund because that, that's simply what it is. You know, dad's in long-term care for five years. He finally passes away, uses all of his long-term care insurance up, whatever it is, six years. There's still a check for $38,000 when he passes away. Okay, so that's what we call a guaranteed minimum death benefit. Another way you can just look at that is you can say, well, he put one sixty. Six four seventy in, he's going to get thirty eight thousand four hundred. You can just subtract that difference, and you can say, well, really, he only had to pay about one hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars to get that death benefit and to get that 
long-term care insurance put in place because he's always going to get at least $38,000 back. And the way that simply works is when you see a death benefit of 192, if he uses less than that, he'll get the difference. If the difference is less than 38,400, he'll get the 38,400. And that's what they mean by a guaranteed minimum death benefit attached to this policy. Another thing that this policy has that is really unique is it's an indemnity or what we call a cash benefit plan. And I've talked about this on several podcasts. There's pros and cons to that. One of the cons is there's no other support. You're going to get a check every month, but you don't get claim support. You don't get the concierge service. There's not a lot of help there on the other end of that phone. They're going to get the claim filed and they're going to start sending you a check every month. But again, look at what he's got. He's got a nurse for a wife. He's got a nurse as a daughter or his daughter's a nurse. He can he feels comfortable that they can manage his situation. And so what's going to happen in that $8,000 comes in, he can use that money to pay his family member. He can pay his daughter. He can hire somebody through the community. He doesn't necessarily have to go through a licensed agency to receive his care. So that's something very unique about this policy. Also, it's got a zero-day elimination period. It's called a retroactive zero-day elimination period. An elimination period is just simply what we call a waiting period. The standard is 90 days. And so that means when I go on care, I've got to pay the first 90 days of my long-term care services, and then the insurance kicks in. That's the standard, I should say, on a traditional plan because HIPAA, the IRS defines long-term care as an event that's going to last 90 days or more. So that's kind of where that 90-day came from. But this policy is unique. Asset-based plans, a lot of them have zero day for home care. This has what we call retroactive zero day. It doesn't matter where he starts out. He could start out in a facility, adult family home. You know, he could start out at home. But after 90 days on month four, he's going to get a check for $32,000. So $8,000 for the first three months and $8,000 for that current month. So he'll get that check on month four for $32,000. And then every month he'll get a check for $8,000 as long as he's still on claim which is just fantastic. So that's a really nice benefit of this. And then the surrender value on this policy, if he ever wants to surrender it, after 10 years, he gets 100% of his money back. That's 100% of the premiums that he put into the policy. We'll get back if he cancels his plan. And he gets 80% of that money back if he cancels before that 10 years. So again, that's one of those options that we kind of figure out along the way. He's not worried about canceling it. But think about what this does for him. It protects Andrew, it protects his estate, it protects his wife's estate, eliminates his existing life insurance premiums. He doesn't have to pay those premiums anymore, so he's saving a few hundred bucks a year on that. It gives him more life insurance, and it gives him long-term care insurance, and it gives him a better way than self-insuring, okay? Because again, he's getting a little bit more money back either way that he put into this plan, but guess what? Now he's got $576,000 of tax-free long-term care benefit. He's got the instant liquidity, and he's got the guarantees, and he's got the tax efficiency. So just a fantastic plan. I've got to come up for air. We're going to take a final break. Stick around. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. 
And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. Um, Again, we have a couple classes coming up on the 11th and the 16th of next month. That's on our website at 525longtermcare.com. And again, also download and subscribe to our podcast there at 525longtermcare.com. It's a great way to get this because I know a lot of people listen to this in their car if it's on the radio, but the podcast will just notify you and then you can just rifle right through it at any time. And one of the things I will always tell everybody, if you have a question, you can send us a question through the website. We love the questions because it just tells us kind of, you know, what's important to you? What are you thinking about? You know, common questions I always get, what happens if the insurance company goes out of business or um, does it pay for care if I move to another state, whatever it is. You know, we cover all those things, and but we know not everybody has listened to every episode, and so it's an ongoing learning um, environment. That's really what we're doing the podcast for. So um, today we talked about, you know, two things. Really, again, in contrast to self-insuring. So let's just assume that I'm talking to all the people out there that are planning on self-insuring their long-term care. They've got enough money or they don't know they have enough money. They just think long-term care insurance is expensive. It's, I don't care what camp you're in. What we're trying to educate you and bring you you know, information on is that the, the 525 long-term care plans, number one, they pay you back if you never use them. These are the new asset-based type of plans. And they bring with it a lot of efficiency. They bring with it guarantees that you can't get from regular investments. And they bring you the leverage. And what we're talking about is if you just keep your, you know, you, you know, just take Andrew, for instance, our client of the, of the week. He could keep his $160,000 in cash. Oh, great. What's it going to turn into? Well, whatever the interest rate's paying, right? He has a finite bucket of money. He now just got the leverage where he has over $560,000 of tax-free long-term care. And again, that just means that when he pulls that money out, it doesn't show up as income. And guarantees and liquidity are two of the very important factors that you have to understand when it comes to long-term care insurance planning. But there's this whole other bunch of features as well, too. Andrew, our client of the the week, was in a situation where he's surrounded by registered nurses. So he's got a, a wife and a daughter, and so he felt pretty comfortable just using that cash benefit plan. Now, the downside to the cash benefit plan, of course, is that, you know, there's some additional paperwork that you've got to do that the insurance carrier is not going to really give you a lot of support services, but there are companies out there like Care Scouts, for in, for instance, that you can hire. You can just pay them a subscription fee, a few thousand bucks a year, I think is what it is, and they work coast to coast, and so they can do kind of case management, things for that. They primarily are working for people that don't have long-term care insurance because a lot of the insurance companies will provide those additional supports for you. So you can get the liquidity, you can get the guarantees, and oh yeah, you can get this team of professionals that you know are there to answer questions for you and help you. And I will tell you, um, I don't like these cash benefit plans for um, single people, especially single women, um, or if they don't have kids, if they don't have somebody that's knowledgeable about you know the 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 medical world and the long term care world. I mean, we got a couple nurses. That's a it's a good foot in the door. But it can get very complex very fast, a long-term care situation, and really think about it. It's like, you know, think about just showing up to a town that you've never been to before, and you're hungry, and you got to figure out something to eat. Well, that's why, you know, Starbucks and McDonald's and Subway and all these names that we know, these franchises do so well. It's because, like, well, at least I know what they have in McDonald's. At least I know what they have at Starbucks and Subway. But if you show up into a town, it's just all these just different random cafes. It's like, well... 
they might be really, really good, or they might be the worst thing you've ever had. How do you know that? Well, you could go out in the street and ask somebody. And so long-term care situations are the same way. When I need help, I need services, it's like, well, how, how do I know what to get? And I've got a cognitive impairment, or I've got a physical impairment, or I need physical therapy for my impairment, whatever it is. How do I know this is the right group of healthcare providers? How do I know these people have the experience to provide me or my loved one with the care that we deserve and the care that we want? Well, we don't. And so then you're left to your devices, right? Google, give me the reviews on this company and blah, blah, blah. So you know how that works. So one of the big things that we we really see our, our clients gravitating to is the fact that you can get some claim support. And even if you have one of these cash benefit plans, we are going to help our clients because we're going to be the ones that file the claims. That's something that we always do for all of our clients. But we're also going to find you that care coordination. We're going to find you those support services. And if I've got a cash benefit, I can use that to pay for that service because that is something that can be very stressful for the loved ones because, again, usually you're not the one that's trying to figure that out. Um, so, again, sign up for one of our classes. The next one is on the 11th of next month and then the 16th. And really, it's just a um, just a great way for you just to kind of get an idea of the whole conversation in one tidy little package. And then when you're ready, what we'll do is we'll schedule some time. Madeline's going to get a pre-screen form for you. We'll schedule some time, and we'll start the discussion. We're not going to twist your arm. We're not going to sell you anything. What we're going to try to do is figure out if we can find a plan that makes sense for your situation find an appropriate way to fund that plan that you're comfortable with, and then give you those guarantees and that assurance that you know you have a plan in place to protect you and your family. You've burned another week with me. I'm going to get back to work and uh, work on the podcast. Subscribe and download at 525longtermcare.com. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.